the pandemic, civil unrest, protest, and the road to the White House. You are listening to The John DePietro Show. J.K.L. Engineering. Folks, whether it's wintertime, spring, or summer, they'll keep you nice and comfortable in your home. Why not let J.K.L. Engineering let them design and install a natural gas, high-efficiency carrier infinity system? Energy-efficient, quiet, more affordable than you think. No gas, no problem. Let J.K.L. Engineering design and install a high-efficiency heat pump system, including ductless splits. Heats in the winter, cools in the summer. These units are so efficient, it can reduce your oil bill as by as much as 90%. They have the highest rebates in the market, and they also do new installation replacement of high-efficiency gas boilers. Now, J.K.L., is a carrier factory authorized dealer. They're licensed in Rhode Island and Massachusetts. Folks, let's face it. Being inside, being comfortable in your home, is there anything more important right now with what we're going through? Call J.K.L. Engineering. Central Air is a game changer for your life. Talk about improving quality of life. Here's what I'm saying. J.K.L., they'll keep you warm in the wintertime and cool in the summertime. 53 years of experience, their reputation second to none whether you're in rhode island or massachusetts call jkl engineering today estimates are free financing is available for both residential and commercial call my friends at jkl 401-351-7600 remember estimates are free financing is available let's be nice and comfortable in your home jkl 401-351-7600 you're listening to the John DePietro Show weekdays. We start at 11. We go till 2. It's AM 1380, 99.9 FM, always online at DePietro.com. Well, folks, a little over a year ago, uh, the Boston Globe, they extended their coverage into Rhode Island. One of the people they started with, with the uh, Boston Globe, was a guy who he knew Providence inside and out. He had Providence down. He broke some big stories in Providence, whether it be Dean Essman having an underage drinking party at his home to the fact that Brett Smiley was going to pull out of the mayoral race primary and endorse who is now the mayor, Mayor Lorza. And he has done it again with us is Dan McGowan of the Boston Globe. And Dan, what a scoop for Mayor Lorza. He is certainly going to make a name for himself today with this uh, big announcement about reparations or at least a discussion and exploration, I think, of reparations for African-Americans and indigenous people for the, in the city of Providence. Yeah, this is going to be, I'm not sure he is quite prepared for how much attention I think he will end up getting for this. I mean, uh, given the moment that we're in, uh, given the word, I mean, it's a powerful word, reparations. Uh, I think he's going to get endless coverage of this. I mean, I think you're going to have a lot of the cable news, you know, uh, outlets trying to get a hold of him. I think you're going to see a really uh, a big influx of attention for the mayor. Uh, and yeah, you know, this is one of those things that he's been uh, quietly for the last couple of weeks, not not that long, but the last couple of weeks has been kind of floating by people casually mentioning that, you know, he, he's kind of working on a plan. He's been working behind the scenes with a, uh, a group of African-American uh, kind of ambassadors, religious leaders, things like that. Um, and last, I would say last week, late last week, I started to get wind that he was potentially proposing this. And I'll be honest with you, John, I thought uh, I, there, there, my initial reaction was, there's no way he's going to propose this. I mean, given the city's finances, uh, knowing he's a smart guy, he knows that when you think reparations, you think direct, you know, cash payments. Uh, there's no way he's going to go that far. But then sure enough, uh, you know, yesterday, they, they actually confirmed it for me and, and said that, yes, in fact, the mayor is going to uh, today uh, basically announce uh, a three-step process here. And the first step is you know, essentially doing what's already been done in many ways, analyzing kind of Rhode Island and Providence's history when it comes to predominantly the slave trade, things like that. I'm sure you'll you'll see a report at some point that, you know, lays out Brown's connection and, and things like that. Uh, then they're going to go into a phase of uh, it's essentially a, a they're going to call it reconciliation. But the idea being that you, know, you, you can imagine the mayor maybe holding a press conference saying, we we acknowledge all of these findings this is real we apologize something like that now those two are just in many ways can 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 very much be seen as political theater 
The third step here, though, is reparations is what, and what they're talking about. And the mayor seems, at least, he, at least right now, he seems to be committed to coming up with some idea of putting funding together. Now, we don't know, again, we don't know if it's direct payments. We don't know if it'll be maybe some sort of scholarship program, some sort of housing incentive, something like that. The thing is, though, John, he, he kind of has to deliver on this, right? Yes. It, you can't just say you're going to do this. Uh, and then come out and say, you know what, we're going to every year set aside, I don't know, $100,000 for scholarships. That is not reparations. No. And so he, he's going to be held accountable. I think this is a uh, this is one of those things that as he starts to think about his next steps, as he potentially will run for governor, uh, this issue is going to come up over and over again. I think it's going to make you know folks on the left who are inclined to support him uh, very happy making certainly a lot of, I think, uh, not just conservatives, but a lot of people who understand the city's financial picture, um, who I'm hearing from are very concerned about this idea. But it's one that he's not going to be able to suddenly disappear. And it's not like, let's say, the giving meters, for example, where exactly. you, do, you do it, you get a bunch of attention, but it's not, it's not that big of a deal either way. This is a big deal. It is a big deal, and I'm I'm curious, uh, Dan McGowan. Who do we do you know who's going to run point for him on this? Because I, once you go into this, um, <clears throat> it's going to go one or two ways. Either he's going to follow through with it, or uh, you you can't half do this. Um, as you say, if it turns out to just be a bunch of scholarships, that's that's not going to cut it. Do we know, for instance, who's going to be the point person or point people? that are truly going to try to implement this for the mayor. We don't. And, and here's the, the okay. interesting thing. Oh, well, that's about big. That, that it is yeah. very big. And, and, and what he, when I, when I was asking about this yesterday, I said, all right, especially for that, let's say that first, that the, the fact finding mission or whatever, you know, it, what I was asking was, is this going to be, you know, a committee of anybody, you know, everybody from the public is going to meet once a week forever and, and come up with a report. And I was told, no staff time will be devoted to this. So the logical question of course was, who, wow. you know, is it the, is it the city solicitor? Is it somebody in the mayor's office? And they said, honestly, we just don't know. We don't have one person or five people. Mm. Uh, and so it, but they're going to devote staff resources, at least to the initial phase, but you're right. That, that is a important thing that a lot of folks maybe who are listening aren't going to uh, completely grasp, but, but, but who you put on this is a very big deal because that shows you how serious you are. If it's, you know, a kid right out of Brown, versus somebody who's been with the mayor for 10 for you know for six years or whatever there is a difference there so it'll be interesting to kind of keep an eye on, on who gets involved in this dan mcgowan a challenge i think he has is when people hear reparations people expect and think that there's going to be money attached to it that's right so and and that is now do you know how did he come up with also to also include indigenous people because i, I am Unaware. I mean, when I think of if someone said to me, are there Native Americans like actively living in Rhode Island? You think of, you know, yesterday they did have the anniversary of the smoke shop raid down in in uh, in Westerly where, you know, that's where the, the Narragansett Indian tribe, Randy Noka, Chief Thomas just lived down yep. there. There was a reservation, but I, I'm not aware of how, how does that tie into Providence? Yeah, it's another. You're you're asking all the right questions and all the, the 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 questions that I wish I had you know really good answers to. I think the mayor, um, I think he had this challenge of knowing that. Look, the truth is that that the predominant uh, you know uh, group of minorities in in Providence are actually Latinos, right? It's generally Dominican Correct. and Puerto Rican. Um, <laughs> I think what he kind of felt the need to do was expand beyond. Uh, simply, you know, people of African heritage. And so the logical one, given, you know, the, the attention around the Columbus statue and things like that was to go mm. towards indigenous. But I will say, I'm not quite sure that um, they, they completely thought that part out. And, and I will say, I think they're going to face some pushback. I think you will see folks you know, from the Dominican community say, wait yes. a minute, you know, what about us, um, yep. given that we're the, the, the largest minority population in the city? You know, Dan McGowan, and again, folks, it's uh, Dan McGowan of the Boston Globe. On June 22nd, I went to Billy Taylor Project uh, Park, excuse me, where Governor Mundo announced she was going to do executive order on the state name change. And I came away from that telling people the big talk was behind the scenes. And that was the first time I started hearing about reparations. Now, at the time, 
I was, you know, uh, truthfully eavesdropping on some state reps. They were trying to uh, talk about pushing it through at the state house. But one of the reps said, there's no way the speaker's going to go for that. And I think it's interesting how now the, the, I came away like, wow, they're talking about they expect money, reparations, monthly check. One of the reps was explaining to the others and that that has evolved. And it's Mayor Allure's that has taken up the cause. Now, I, you know, as you and I talk, there's Rhode Island and then there's like Allure's Island. He is a man on island here. I don't, this is not like Governor Armando and him shoulder to shoulder, like we're going to turn this thing around. No, it is, no. It is not. <laughs> and in, in fact, I would say, John, that that without giving away, because, you know, just like you, we try to protect, you know, the people you yes. just kind of chat with behind the scenes, you know, ever since I, I broke the story last night. Um, just my phone has not been nonstop uh, wow. uh, with text messages and calls from all different uh, uh, ideologies, I would say, elected, not elected. And folks are just, I, I think, are mostly, uh, are, you know, I, I, it depends on where you stand. If you are generally supportive of the concept, I think the folks are uh, concerned that he's not going to deliver. And then, of course, there's a lot of people who are saying, with very good reason, are saying, wait a minute, the city is you know the mayor is out last week with a statement saying that the city's finances are troubled by you know this this pension situation things like that so how do you square the two away um yeah he he is very much on his own island i'll be interested to see and the governor you know we'll we'll, we'll hear from the governor today uh you know what her reaction is to it because i i would imagine she'll have to sort of dance around it to say you know support the idea but i hope they get it right or something like that because look the governor's office is is smart they're paying attention to the city's finances they know what's going on you know there too and so i can't imagine that governor Ramundo is thrilled with the idea that you know the mayor kind of jumped all over this and and now is gonna and now it's gonna have to kind of force every democrat to uh face the question of you know are you coming along with me exactly and that's what i was going to get to what i then heard back was mattiello uh, blew a gasket like are you kidding me like the last thing they want is in a tight election you go up to someone's door and say uh, well let me ask you do you support offering reparations to people with african right. or indigenous heritage that is that is a really tough one and dan mcgowan as much as we talk about you know polling whether or not they should remove plantation from the state name boy i'd like to see a poll on how the people at Rhode island feel about this one when you have people businesses closing tough economy People not sure if they're going to make it, uh, you know, mortgages and, and people unable to pay the rent. And now all of a sudden the mayor of the city with no money is talking about reparations to people with African or indigenous heritage. I, I'm I, I, I'm going to say out of the box, it's it's 80, 20 against. Yeah, I mean, I think nationally uh, uh, before sort of everything that's happened recently, the AP did a poll, I think, late last year. And it was somewhere in the 70-30 range. So okay, you, 70, you, 30, 80, that of course is national. You know, I think I think you're probably right that I, I think that if you're thinking about this practically, you are and in trying to take a you know a broader scope than just the issue at hand, I think you are probably uh, going to be quite concerned. I would imagine, look, there you know, there's going to be plenty of folks who are going to be vocal supporters of this idea. The, the challenge that he has, though, it, it is twofold. One on politics is, of course, you're exactly right. I mean, this shows you this mayor does not and it, it's not uh, necessarily wow. a criticism, of him, but he does not care about no. who goes to the you know, what they, what what representatives and senators are hearing on the doors. Uh, he has no use for that. And uh, and it does not matter to him one bit, you know, whether or not he gets people in a jam over his policies and things like that. Um, you know, but and then the, the other thing, though, is the folks who are uh, who will, I think, initially support this are also folks who, uh, and you know, a lot of these people, they're they're going to say every step of the way, you got to do more, give me more. What's going oh, on? Yeah. What's the status of this? And so if you don't deliver in a significant way, uh, the, the folks who supported this are going to be the first folks to say, wait a minute, you, you know, you dropped the ball on this. Uh, and then meanwhile, I think the majority of or at least, you know, a big percentage of Rhode Islanders are going to say, well, we told you this was going to happen. So he, he's setting himself up for something, you know, I suppose, unless he delivers significantly, he's mm. potentially setting himself up for a, a real problem uh, heading into a governor's race that he wants to run in. 
and and in some ways, uh, whoever wins Providence could end up being the Democrat nominee in a primary. So this could end up being a very bold move by Merrill Lawrence. And Dan McGowan, before we go to a break, you know, and again, folks, Dan broke the story in the Boston Globe. Providence is modeling its reparations work after programs in South Africa, Canada, Evanston, Illinois. Other cities' institutions' reparations include Chicago, Georgetown University. Now, number one, I, I was unaware of that. Number two, it does help them that if you have some model to base it on. It, it, it does, John. The thing that, that, this, that this mayor does a lot of, and you and I have talked about it for years now, is he gets on the phone with his, uh, or you know, goes to these conferences, these U.S. mayors' conferences, and they talk about sort of what they're, what they're working on, which creative, you know, ideas they have for, you know, anything from, from whether it's reparations to, you know, how the roads should be paved and things like that. And I think he did pick this up initially from this concept of Evanston, Illinois, which, mm. um, you know, which, which is which is just in the beginning process. I mean, the thing is, is there nobody is, you know, way down the rabbit hole on this. Evanston, Illinois is, you know, kind of there on their website, they have a basically a, a, a breakdown of a timeline of, you know, we're going to do this by 2020, this by 2022. They are looking, by the way, at, at potentially cash payments. Uh, I don't think they're there yet. And so you could see a scenario where that's what, you know, how this mayor wants to do it. The problem too is though he's only got two years left. And so he's going to kind of need to move relatively quickly if he's going to be the one to, you know, take some credit for it, which of course is what these guys want to do. So, um, you know, you'll be, it'll be interesting to see how fast he wants to move on this given all the other, I mean, look, the coronavirus is still very much a, a, yes. an issue here. Uh, and so, you know, while you're trying to deal with that and then announce this, uh, you know, again, I, I think go back to the governor. I can't imagine she's thrilled that this no. is going to dominate the, the, the news cycle now. Yeah, as she's basically getting a lot of airtime. She was on MSNBC. Her name still stays hot with the uh, Biden VP choice. Right. Uh, Dan McGowan, one one last element of this, though, and that is that when I again, I'm going back to the the conversation I overheard about this at Billy Taylor Park the day of the uh, executive order for removing plantations, the expectation, when you talk about reparations, the expectation was a monthly stipend, a monthly check. Anything short of that, I, I don't think that cuts it. Yeah, I, look, that's a, just before you and I got on the phone together, I, yeah. I was texting with, with somebody who's a pretty prominent guy that you and I both know, and that was, what the, that was their biggest concern. It was, yeah. what does this actually look like? Because again, even something, so there could be really great ideas, right? Maybe you give a scholarship to every, you know, every black student in Providence schools or, or something like that. But for, for the power of that word and for what it means to the average person in this state and in this country, right. um, it, you really do have to deliver. Uh, does it have to be monthly? Could it be, you know, it, look, I'm sure folks would be pretty happy if they got a one time, I don't know, $5,000 check or something like that. Uh, but it's got to be something really substantive, not just, uh, you know, a, 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 a nice kind of pat in the back in a, you know, in a, a, proclamation or something that says you're sorry folks coming up we're going to talk about the problems with the masks and also providence does have some pension problems it's all ahead with dan mcgowan of the boston globe on the john DePietro show right now i'll bet you could use some extra cash why not sell some of your gold silver other precious metals vero industries folks over 40 years experience they will give you cash they'll buy your gold silver other precious metals call lee today at 401-434-8900 leo has over 40 years experience it's vero vero industries they will buy gold silver other precious metals old broken new silverware jewelry serving trays tea coffee sets or pieces listen why not right now sell it and get that cash that you need call leo at Vero Industries, 401-434-8900. Impeccable reputation. Folks, they know the industry better than anyone, and they'll give you what it's worth. Your gold, silver, also a buyer of individual coins, coin collections, watches, half earring pieces, and much more. Call Leo at Vero Industries. Why not get some cash right now for that gold, silver, 
and other precious metals. Call Leo, 401-434-8900. Weekend evening appointments are available. Two locations or at your location, their location, two locations, East Providence and Warwick. Call them, Vero Industries, 401-434-8900. Listen, get cash for that gold, silver, other precious metals you have. Call Leo, 401-434-8900. One more time, 434-8900. Have you been thinking about updating your website? Do you have questions about how to get the most out of social media for your business? Would you like a free consultation from a local digital marketing professional who has been doing this work for 23 years? Contact Karen Etchells at Innovast Digital Marketing. Karen will help you better position your brand on the web to engage visitors and get results. She's local and responsive. Call Karen Etchells at 401-321-2799. That's 401-321-2799. Or find Karen on the web at www.innovast.com. Well, it's a challenge to run your business these days. Maybe you need to find the right type of workers. Why not let MEGA professionals find them for you? Call MEGA professionals today, serving Rhode Island and Massachusetts, 508-336-7801. MEGA, M-E-G-A, professionals, 508-336-7801. Maybe if you need workers, maybe you have workers and won't come back to work. You need drivers, certified help, part-time, full-time, maybe weekend work. You need the professionals at MEGA Professionals. Let them find the workers for you. They screen them all out. They send them right over to you. Serving Rhode Island, Massachusetts, call them today, 508-336-7801. Maybe you need mechanics or skilled labor or warehouse workers, office workers, professionals, even those in the healthcare profession. MEGA Professionals, call them today, 508-336-7801. Again, 508-336-7801. You focus on your business. Let MEGA professionals help you find the workers. MEGA professionals, 508-336-7801. You're listening to the John DePietro Show. With us, folks, is Dan McGowan of the Boston Globe. And Dan, uh, in uh, this morning's Boston Globe, boy, Amanda Valkwitz has a great story. Face off. Mass are mandatory to some, furiously rejected by others. I was trying to figure out, like, what is this picture of? And my goodness, this man from Lincoln with a gash on his leg during a fight. Th- this has become, this is such a problem. And it's it's becoming a bigger problem that's going on right now. Yeah, I mean, you know, there was a part of this that, that I thought w- we were going to, we were going to have a big problem sort of as the weather got warmer because people were getting restless but the re- the weather's warm now it's here you know we're past the 4th of July and it does it feels like it's only escalating further uh you know the the amount of kind of pushback that you're reading about you know when you see these ice cream shops closing uh you know you see these these sort of uh tangling and confrontations at bars or restaurants uh, it, it's very clearly, uh, uh, you know, sort of a hostile environment. Now, not widely. I mean, I think you would agree. For the most part, I do tend to see when I'm out people wearing their masks and generally uh, following along. But I think for uh, the, sort of a fringe element, you've got the, the clash of the people who are uh, who are most likely to be very vocal and criticized are on the far left, the folks who are uh, who maybe aren't wearing their masks as much, you know, might might be more President Trump supporters or a little bit on their, their right. And so the the fight that happens, it, it, you know, it's not like you and I seeing each other at the governor's press conference and me saying, John, you know, put your mask on or something like that. It is it, 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 it starts from a place that is much, much more tense uh, than it than, than it probably should be. And that's why you see it kind of escalate in many ways. And by the way, let's be very clear about this. It's wrong no matter what. It's wrong for someone to aggressively, you know, stick a finger in your eye and tell you to, uh, you know, tell you to put on your mask. And it's wrong for the person that's not wearing a mask to, you know, throw a fist or something like that, too. <laughs> it has been a, a problem all along. It also did start with when they were trying to conserve the mask. They should have made a better, and I mean nationally, a better 100%. effort to explain about face coverings as opposed to the mask. And then it is confusing for people. If you're outside alone, you don't need it. 
But, you know, he has a great line in me in the story where he says he doesn't intend to speak up again. You're not going to change anyone's mind. Dan McGowan, I, I've come to arguments with with listeners and followers on my pages, and I've also given up. I look at it as, you know, there are some people that uh, that, that it's like they smoke and you can't tell them that That's they right. shouldn't be smoking. It's the people who when they first started to enforce the seatbelts, they refused to wear seatbelts. This is there's people that won't wear a, a motorcycle helmet. This you you cannot change their mind, and and there are people I don't I don't even understand where it started, but it is affecting certain businesses. You know, in the story they mentioned Brickley's, but Dan McGowan, I I also hear a number of restaurant people. This is not the role they want to play of the bad cop saying to people, "Excuse me, you have to put up your mask when you're gonna you have to put it on when you're gonna go to like use the restroom." Yeah, I mean, John, you and I have worked in the restaurant industry before, yes. right? Like you, you know, if I, when I was bartending, if I had to, my, you know, my concentration was like, make sure I get the drinks right and try to, you know, be charming to get a tip to, to have to go up to somebody and say, you know, uh, you need to put on your mask. That's like saying oh, you're boy. eating too loud or something, yes. yeah. uh, you know, it, it is, it is naturally confrontational. Uh, I don't envy anybody out there in, in, in how do you handle it, right? If you're a, you're a young person who's who's doing it. You know, you go to your manager, but the manager knows that they're you're already barely surviving on small, small margins, or not at all with any margins right now. And so, you know, you don't the whole right. Everybody says the customer's always right, uh, and so it's a it's a very very difficult thing. And you're right. I mean, I think I feel like I'm seeing more of it again. I think the vast majority of people are are generally handling this okay but when you see you know a brickley saying we're done for the summer or you see restaurants really struggling and, and needing to you know pull back or close down earlier things like that uh it is i mean it, it's really concerning and i can't imagine it changes all that much going forward because i think we're going to have masks for quite a while yeah uh, and, and you use the you use the great example it's like a smoking or wearing a helmet i think yes. there's, there's always going to be a segment that um, or the seatbelt, you know, or yeah. the seatbelt that that's just not into it, and yes. and uh, yeah, so I I don't see this ending anytime soon. And I don't know where it comes from either, because you know I have people that, and we're going to move on, but contact me, and I feel like saying now I don't, but I feel like saying let me make sure I understand this. You know, you're you're unemployed, you smoke, you're obese, you live in a small <laughs> home in West Warwick, but you are very knowledgeable about the mask, <laughs> and you know more than Fauci and the CDC. I I don't know where it came from. It is so deep rooted. I don't blame them. I've given up on it. I'm not. Yeah. I'm not. It's not worth arguing. When I'm doing a Facebook Live and I'm interviewing someone, I've masked all these comments. Why are you wearing a mask? Take off the mask. I, I've just started to ignore it. Dan McGowan, I want to get back to Providence. You had a great story. Get ready for another pension reform push in Providence. Mayor Alorza, you know, if he were President Trump, they'd be saying he's doing the reparation to distract from the city has <laughs> real finance problems. I, I go downtown. So much of the city is still boarded up. It looks like a war zone. Um, they need the students back. But um, Providence has major financial challenges. Yeah. And by the way, to, to give a, you know, a little bit of a credit to, to a competitor, Journal has a great story today on uh, downtown restaurants and sort of will they be able to survive? Oh, I, I think, you know, that's a, this is a real uh, a real challenge. And, you're, you know, the thing is, is, is that. The, the mayor, I think, takes obviously he's 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 completely different than President Trump. They, they disagree on just about everything, but it is hard not to. Even as somebody who covers him and has covered him for a really long time, he's he he is somebody who likes to kind of jump from issue to issue. And so, you know, for a long time, there was a stretch where he was really all in on trying to sell or lease the Providence water system and. He would talk your ear. I mean, I had hour-long conversations with the guy for, for a year yeah. about, about doing this. He backs off that, he moves on to the next thing. Then you get, you know, you, you, you go into coronavirus. And so that, of course, becomes the topic. And, and I, I think with the pension system right now, you had, we, we talked about just a week or two ago about the, the Supreme Court and a tough decision that came down, uh, you know, essentially ruling for retirees and making it more difficult to make pension changes. Um now, you know, what you have is there's two years left in his term. There's two years left in a bunch of the city council members terms. And they know they still have a real challenge when it comes to Providence's pension system. You know, for, for all the attention that, that was paid and given credit to, you know, Mayor Tavares about reforming things and making things better. Look, there's still the system is about 26 percent funded, which is that means it's 74 percent unfunded. Um 
and, and you know, so so now they're you know, Councilman David Salvatore is a smart guy. He's been around for a while. He's calling for let's study this more. Let's consider. I mean, he, he's floating the idea of of maybe doing some sort of deal with Roger Williams Park to to you know sell it or lease it. Um, that's how dire we're talking about selling assets or leasing assets. Uh, to raise a bunch of money, uh, and, and your listeners are are probably you know pulling their hair out because you're saying, wait a minute, you just a little while ago were talking about reparations, and then you're talking about selling assets to to fund pension systems. It is, I mean, it it is not the um, the common way that municipal leaders sort of run their cities, but the mayor kind of runs by his own, kind of does what he wants right now. He does. And um, and what about uh, Dan McGowan? Because he is term limited out. Is there someone kind of picking up the mantle of that on the Providence City Council? You know, it's, truthfully, the answer is no. Um, yeah. I think there's there's a lot of council members, just as there always is, that, that, you know, fancy themselves as wanting to be the mayor. I think probably half of them think they could do a better job than the mayor. Um, and, and probably a group of them think that they will, in, in fact, give some effort to run the city council president. Sabina Matos wants to run, David Salvatore potentially. So there's a bunch of them. Um, the thing is, though, this, this issue, you know, retiree pensions, which is the whole, the whole ballgame in Providence, that's, that's the biggest challenge that the city has. You know, the closer you get to election or re-election, the less you want to talk about this. You mentioned before, do you want to have people on the doors asking, do they support reparations? Well, for Providence, you know, having going to the doors and having to say, yes, I want to take away your pension or change your pension is equally, you know, concerning for them. And so the closer you get to an election, the far less likely you are to uh, to actually get anything done. And, and that's where, you know, you're, you're almost running in place uh, in fact, I, I wrote this week, I, so the best thing that they could potentially do is you study the issue as seriously as you ever as you ever have before and kind of hand it off to the next mayor. First day in office, here's a hundred page report on the things we think you should do, because then at least it's off of your chest as a current elected official and you can be, you know, potentially helping the next mayor. And I hate to give everybody like the ability to almost cop out and, and, you know, kick the can down the road. But realistically, uh, the closer you get to the 2022 elections, the less this is going to be talked about. Hmm. Folks, uh, in our final uh, few moments with Dan McGowan, we're going to talk about the Brit case uh, and a lot more right here with Dan McGowan of the Boston Globe on the John DePietro show. Mega truck and trailer repair. Call them today. Commercial trailers, diesel equipment, serving Rhode Island and Massachusetts, 508-336-2110. 508-336-2110 for Mega MEGA, Mega truck and trailer repair. As I said, commercial trailers, diesel equipment, free estimates, FHWA inspections, and Rhode Island State Inspection Station, trailer pickup and delivery, 24-hour mobile service, Serving Rhode Island and Massachusetts, it's MEGA Truck and Trailer Repair. Call them today, 508-336-2110, 24-hour mobile service, and also ABS repairs, brakes, doors. Listen, if it's on a trailer, MEGA Truck and Trailer Repair, they can repair it. Call them today, 508-336-2110, 508-336-2110, it's MEGA Truck and Trailer Repair. Hi, Steve here, owner of Water Filter Company. Do you know what my customers are not doing today? They're not standing in lines to get into stores to buy bottled water. And they didn't have to scramble to get it either when all this first started. They enjoy all the safe, clean water they want, not during just this crisis, but all year long. Don't you think it's time you did too? So as you're standing in line waiting, how about you give my company a call? Call Water Filter Company at 294-2400, 294-2400 a Rhode Island family business since 1986. When your appliance is dying, just call Ryan. Ryan's Appliance Repair. Call them today, 401-710-7096. 401-710-7096, Ryan's Appliance Repair. Now, I like to tell the story. I don't mind. But one morning, I went up to uh, get up to use the dryer and just had done a wash, and suddenly it wouldn't work. Now, did I panic? No. Did I try to fix it? Don't be ridiculous. No, I called Ryan's Appliance Repair at 401-710-7096. We made an appointment. 
Ryan said, Juan, I'll be there at, at nine o'clock at five of nine. A truck appeared in my driveway. It said Ryan's appliance repair. He came right in, fixed the driver, uh, dryer, excuse me, within five minutes. And then I think it was about two weeks later, I went to make uh, microwave popcorn and then suddenly the microwave wouldn't work. So what did I do? I called Ryan's appliance repair at 401-710-7096. And then one time, even the oven wasn't working. And again, who did I call? You get the gist of the story. Ryan's Appliance Repair, 401-710-7096, serving Rhode Island and Massachusetts. Now, Ryan offers a senior citizen's discount. All work is guaranteed for 90 days parts and labor. And he'll also do a Saturday appointment. It's Ryan's Appliance Repair. When your appliance is dying, you know who to call. Call Ryan, 401-710-7096. He's Dan McGowan of the Boston Globe. Dan, uh, Ed Fitzpatrick, I believe, had um, the Boston Globe had a story about the latest situation with the Jeff Britt case. This is the money laundering case involving Speaker Mattiello. Now, listen, I know you're plugged in. There is a conference next week. This certainly sounds as though they're in high-level negotiations to try to settle this in some way. What, what are you hearing? Yeah, I, look, for all the in, – in, in Ed's reporting and, and I think in some of the other news outlets reporting, you've seen this idea that uh, they're you know, going to discuss a, a plea arrangement, but, but the Jeff Britt's attorney, uh, Bob Carrenti, is kind of saying, well, we have nothing in place yet. Um, from everything that I can see and in, in sort of what I am hearing behind the scenes, it does feel like there is, there is actually real negotiation happening. It's not this game of, uh, Oh, it's, uh, you know, I, I would not say it's a hundred percent by any means going to trial. Um, I, I think that there, there is an effort. Look, this, the Bob Crenty is not a cheap lawyer. <laughs> I think uh, Jeff Britt is, is spending some real money on this. I think he, uh, if he could escape, you know, in this case with, uh, you know, maybe you lower something to a misdemeanor or maybe, you know, so you try to avoid jail time, things like that. I think he would take it. Um, now behind the scenes, what he's saying is, is he doesn't really, or what his, what his you know friends are saying is they, they don't necessarily, they don't want him to be muzzled, right? They don't want a deal to be, we'll let you off, but no, uh, you know, you can't go out on the steps of the attorney general's office or the court and say, uh, he, you know, here's how the, the AG's office screwed this up or something like that. That's the thing that, uh, you know, that he wants to be able to tell his story and, and actually, you know, suggest that he's been vindicated. Uh, I'm not so sure that that will happen. And I think that's where, you know, what we're going to see in the next couple of weeks and into, if there is some sort of plea, uh, plea agreement. Well, boy, what's interesting about that is if, if he is unable to, I'd be hard pressed to find a campaign that's going to hire him again unless he can come out and say, let me explain what really happened here. Yeah, although here's the thing. I mean, you you know this. Jeff Britt has um, a skill, I guess I would use the word, for uh, being a, he's a survivor, right? And, and, and while if you're a convicted felon, uh, it's very hard to get work on a campaign. I think you and I both know that that he is still having plenty of conversations with a whole bunch across the spectrum, Democrats, Republicans, independents about, you know, what what's 2022 going to look like? How can I help you? You know, giving advice. People still go to him for some of that, uh, you know, the, the underbelly of politics, the opposition research, things like that. Uh, he still gets those calls despite all the troubles that, that he's in. And so. Um, I, I think he expects to be able to survive, uh, at least in that way. But you're exactly right. I mean, if I were running for office, I think it would be hard to want to be associated with him or to have to, you know, write a $5,000 check to him, uh, you know, as a consultant. Yeah. And, and also just Mattiello is still a very powerful person. Um, you know, there are people who would not hire him because then it has to be disclosed and you don't want to have the speaker as as an enemy uh, right. because he is still the speaker right now, though. Does this seem are you inclined to believe that this is going to be somehow plea bargained out, say, in the next month or so? You know, I'm not I don't know for sure in the next month okay. or so. But but I but I would say um, it, I've always kind of thought that that I've always found it almost it would be almost too much of a. Um, you know, great story for guys like you and I who, if this were to go to trial, this idea sure. of this, 
you know, of all these people being kind of dragged in. I mean, it would be a much lighter version, but it would be like the Cianci trial, right? Of, of all these name people that, you know, you're, you're finding out what they've done. I've always sort of, uh, uh, you know, believe that, that it, it's just hard to believe that that will end up happening. So my gut is yes, there will be uh, some sort of arrangement agreement that will happen. But uh, you know, I mean, so much depends on if the speaker, you know, were to, were to come out tomorrow and say that, say something critical of Jeff Britt, he may demand a trial just so he could, you know, get more attention. Uh, so, yeah. any, I mean, truthfully, anything could happen at this point. I noticed that um, they do want to, they want to keep throwing jabs at Mattiello saying, and we're going to call him as a witness and we're going to call him as a witness. And they want that in there. Dean McGowan, last question. Do you think for Mattiello, who is in a tough reelection against Barbara Ann Fenton-Pong, as far as we know, is this, better for him if this is resolved prior to you know is it better if he can go door to door and it's still just hanging out there or is it better to he says hey listen i didn't know what the guy was doing but that case is settled and i'm which one do you think is better for him yeah you know it's tough to say and here's why uh, you're gonna have whatever whatever comes of of this even if it's resolved or if it's not He's going to face those questions. And by the way, he's also going to face the completely separate convention center questions. Yeah. And so that's right. Th- he, he's got this challenge of it. It's just, it's not just one incident in case where he's got a problem. I mean, I think he would love a scenario where, uh, where Jeff Britt agreed to some sort of arrangement and, and he could just say, look, I wasn't involved in that. I was a, you know, I hired him because he's good at what he does, but he went a little rogue and we, you know, we've cut ties with him and then he could end it right there. And if you could end it right there, that would be fine. The problem is, is then he has to answer questions with the convention center. Then he has to answer questions about the chiropractor. Uh, sure. So he's dug himself into a huge hole. I mean, uh, this summer, God knows what campaigning is going to look like, but if there's ever a time where somebody uh, has a good chance against the speaker of the house, it would have to be Barbara Ann uh, Fenton from here. Yes. Dan McGowan, um, just finally come full circle. Uh, the first time I remember I first interviewed Mary Kay Harris was in the aftermath of the shooting of Cornell Young, a uh, member of the Providence Police Force. She did a story on that 20 years later. And, and she at the time was, was one of the co-founders or she was running DEER at the time, which is a big organization where they you know, really uh, go after the Providence Police. And, and she is now, look at that, she was just an, a DEER activist. Now she's Providence City Councilwoman. And if you don't mind, just touch on her reaction with Mayor Lorza saying that they want to have a discussion and look into reparations. Yeah, I mean, her her big message was, you know, she put out a huge statement, one of the longest things I've ever seen her write or say. And her the end, uh, uh, you know, kind of result of the the last thought was uh, do not over promise and under deliver. that's important because, as you said, I mean, Mary Kay Harris, uh, not a household name. She comes from the far left. Uh, um, oh, yeah. You know, D.A.R.E. is a far left organization. Oh. She, she's a, uh, a career activist. She's been, you know, doing this work. She's, she's you know, uh, probably in her 60s now. You know, she's been doing this work her entire life. And for her to come out and say, hey, Mayor, I appreciate you doing this, but don't screw it up. Uh, that mm. shows you that there uh, there is, I think, at least some real skepticism. By the way, one of the only black elected officials in the city is Mary Kay Harris. So, uh, you know, she, you would you would tend to think she may be inclined to support this. I think she supports the concept, but she does not want to be to be there a year from now and have them announce, you know, uh, ten scholarships to kids. Uh, I think she wants something substantive and real, uh, and she's going to be one of the loudest voices probably attempting to hold the mayor accountable for the next couple of years. Yeah. We'll see how mayor Lords does with the reparations thing. I'm already starting to wonder if he overstepped by even including that word because she does. And uh, Dan McGowan, you, you know, reported her statement uh, first on, at least on Twitter, but the fact that she goes into with her generation of people of color, that is, that is a, a very special, significant word. Yeah. And unless you're going to deliver on that, it already seems she's uh, intimating don't don't toss that around reparations if as you say if you're just talking about some scholarships i'm already starting to wonder if maybe he overstepped it 
by uh, by trying to say they're going to seek that as opposed to because now, boy, that is like talk about like you don't want to over you promise and under deliver. You want a situation where you do quite the opposite. That's right. And, um, you just wonder about that. If he had said in, in the spirit of what's going on, we want to try to make things right. But reparations goes into there's there's only one way to look at that, and that it is it is dollar for dollar. It is financial uh, involved, folks. He's Dan McGowan of the Boston Globe. Dan, before I let you go, each day I start my day with an email, free email from Dan McGowan. How can someone listening get it? That's right. If you're listening right now, all you have to do is send a very simple email, blank email to rinews at globe.com. I'll know what it is. Rinews at globe.com. And uh, you'll, you'll get at it. You'll start getting it first thing tomorrow morning. And it's going to have a breakdown of original reporting from me. It's going to have, you know, stories like the scoop on reparations in Providence. And then, you know, your, your rundown of the governor's press conferences today. And here's what Congressman Cicilline is doing. So it's a good way to sort of start your day, understand what's happening in the world. Uh, and uh, like I said, rinews at globe.com. You'll start getting it first thing tomorrow morning. Folks, he's Dan McGowan of the, of the Boston Globe. Dan, great job. We'll talk to you again. All right. See you soon, John. Thanks. This portion of the program brought to you by Bethel Certified Softwash. Let's make sure your house and property looks the best it can look. Right now, spring is the time. You can text Jared, free same-day text estimate, 401-617-2585. They have a great Facebook page, Bethel certified soft wash let's get rid of that algae mildew that's outside in your home the side of your home on your pavement on your patio maybe it's on the basketball court bethel certified soft wash they have a great facebook page jared the before and after pictures are just incredible what your home could look like or your garage your property with bethel certified soft wash power wash now jared he came to our house folks it looks brand new Get rid of, you know, it just happens. You build up some of that algae and mildew, and maybe sometimes you just have some dirt and grime. Bethel certified soft wash, power wash, especially now we're spending more time outside. You want your house and property to look the best it can. Jared did a fantastic job. My neighbors are saying, my goodness, Juan, look how beautiful your house looks. It looks so clean. My kid said, Daddy, it's like the house got a bath. I said, it did get a bath from Bethel Certified Soft Wash. Text Jared, free same-day text estimate, 401-617-2585. Find them on Facebook. It's Bethel Certified Soft Wash. It's going to make your property, your home, your deck, your walkway any outdoor surface, he can get rid of it. As far as the algae, mildew, gets rid of it with a very safe solution. It's Bethel Certified Soft Wash. Have you been thinking about updating your website? Do you have questions about how to get the most out of social media for your business? Would you like a free consultation from a local digital marketing professional who has been doing this work for 23 years? Contact Karen Etchells at Innovast Digital Marketing. Karen will help you better position your brand on the web to engage visitors and get results. She's local and responsive. Call Karen Etchells at 401-321-2799. That's 401-321-2799. Or find Karen on the web at www.innovast.com. Folks, remember, for all your tree service, well, you want to call Yankee Tree. Call them today, 401 401- 439-6028 Yankee Tree Service YankeeTreeService.com What can they do? They do it all. Tree trimming Experts based right in Lincoln. Tree removal since 2006 and also 24-7 emergency service available. Call Yankee Tree Service today 439-6028 439-6028 Whether it's tree removal stump grinding, tree pruning emergency service bucket truck service and bobcat service since 2006 they've been performing tree removal service on top of that nothing stumps yankee tree service they provide stump grinding enjoy your landscape without the eyesore as far as pruning well let them get up there oftentimes a tree can be pruned instead of cutting it down at yankee tree service their licensed arbiters help you decide what's best the treatment plan for your tree and maybe it's an emergency service did something come down call them today 
6028-439-6028. If they have to, they get right up there in the bucket. Yankee Tree Service, since 2006, tree trimming experts. Give them a call, 439-6028, or online at yankeetreeservice.com. You're listening to The John DePietro Show. Folks, weekdays we start at 11, we go until 2. It's AM 1380. Remember now, Providence and North of Providence, I want you to try the 99.9 FM. 99.9 FM. You can always listen online at the website. Visit it, depetro.com, D-E-P-E-T-R-O.com. Right on the top on the left-hand side, you'll see where it says Listen Live. Just click on that. Anywhere in the world, you can listen while we're live on the air. And then right below that, on the dashboard, at the website, you'll see where it says Radio Show. If you ever miss any part of the show, you just click on Radio Show, and folks, boom, there it is. You can pull it up. It's all in library fashion. And remember, the uh, Facebook Live is very, very popular. Check out the Facebook page. It's John DePietro Show on Facebook. And then you can also follow me on Twitter and Instagram and also on YouTube. Again, it's all under John DePietro Show. A.E. Mazika Insurance Services. Call today. Free consultation. It's Scott and Alex, 401-353-9300. Folks, A.E. Mazika Insurance Services, located 1529 Middle Spring Avenue in North Providence. But you can call. Free consultation, 401-353-9300. They're licensed Rhode Island, Massachusetts, and Florida. It's very simple. They're going to help you and your family save money. And maybe it's on your home insurance or life insurance business insurance, auto insurance, A.E. Mazika Insurance Services. Look for them on Facebook. They also have a great website. It's aemazika.com. Call them at 401-353-9300. What about if you save $200 a month? It's like giving yourself a raise. How about that? An extra $2,500 a year, maybe even more. And also, this time of year, make sure you're covered. Maybe it's for your motorcycle or your boat or jet skis, or an RV, an off-road vehicle, A.E. Mazika Insurance Services. Call them today, 353-9300-401-353-9300. Let them help you save money. It all starts with one phone call. A.E. Mazika Insurance Services, 1529 Middle Spring Avenue in North Providence. Why not? Let them help you save money. Give yourself a raise. 401 401- Three five three ninety three hundred. Look for them on Facebook, and their website is aemazika.com. Have you been thinking about updating your website? Do you have questions about how to get the most out of social media for your business? Would you like a free consultation from a local digital marketing professional who has been doing this work for 23 years? Contact Karen Etchells at Innovast Digital Marketing. Karen will help you better position your brand on the web to engage visitors and get results. She's local and responsive. Call Karen Etchells at 401-321-2799. That's 401-321-2799. Or find Karen on the web at www.innovast.com. <laughs> 